0: It'll begin oh, I see, you think uh, religion is for suckers and easy marks and mollycoddles, huh? Eh? You think Jesus was some kind of a sissy, eh? Jesus had guts! Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with Pastor Channa Touch from Heartland Church in Cambodia. We're sitting out in the middle of the Cambodian jungle, next to their church and uh, you'll hear the ambience in the background and the cows and the crickets and we're sweating like pigs, it's 35 degrees. Pastor Chenna is an amazing young man of God, 29 years old, leading a great movement in Cambodia. Here's Pastor Chenna touch. Pastor Chenna um, has been blessed to visit Australia um, uh, for a while last year and uh, I know that there's been a, a strong Australian influence with the church over here in Cambodia. Um, firstly, I wanted to ask you about the two
1: names of your children. How, how did those names come about? Uh, my first uh, child, uh, Balana, uh, her name named after one of the town in Australia, Balana. And um, that's started when Pastor Andrew Cook shared with us about Balana Touch, the football club in, in Australia. And my last name is Touch. So Pastor Andrew said, oh, I know the name for your daughter. Call her Balana, Balana Touch. So that's why we name her Balana, uh, Balana Touch. And my second child, uh, we name him Rafa. We pray for his name. And my wife is very good in prayer, mostly very good with prayer. So she prayed when she got pregnant. She prayed to name the children's name. So she got a name from God. uh, And we want to name him biblically and also we don't want to name uh, like a lot of people name David and Matthew and Peter something like that we want something new that not many people have this name so God just gave my wives the name uh, It's Rafa that God like Jehovah Rafa God that heals us so we name our son Rafa so he's Rafa touch yeah
0: Now, you also have many spiritual sons here. Um, I've just been so impressed all those young guys. One of the dreams you have is that this church farm will be self-sufficient, so you don't need to have finances from Westerners all the time, but you can actually be providing uh, for yourself. Uh, And towards that, you've got a farm here. Uh, Tell us about what you're doing on the farm.
1: Yeah, we've got um, a pig pig's farms and chicken's farms and vegetables We do uh, some crops also like corns and um, the purpose of the farm is like you said we want to have a, f- a self-sufficiency in the church because we can see that the mature church is the church that can support themselves the church that can uh, do the governance good governance in the church and bless the community. I think the blessing that comes from the church to community community that's the best blessing. And also um we in the future really really want to see the Cambodian church can support themselves and finance come from inside the church. Flow out to the community. And that's we we'll be proud of. So we train people. We have a bunch of good people, good young people that work with us, and they also are good Christians. They good discipleship, good disciples of Jesus. And um, um, some of them they they are skilled with the farms, with the pigs, with the chickens and crops. And we are so blessed to have uh, a good young people around us, and also. We want to train them. I don't want to see them just to work on a farm forever in their life. But I want them to experience, do the farming, and they can support themselves. Now they work for the church, they do the farm for the church, but also from that working for the church, they will be able to have the skills to have experience when they have their family, when they get married. They can do the farm behind their house to support themselves too. So if everybody in the church, they have jobs to do. A lot of people want to work with organization, with the government. They still can do that, but they also can have their own little farm of pigs and chickens that they can support their families so they would have time to go out to make more disciples of Jesus Christ. So that's what I'm aiming for. I want to train them to be um, self-sufficient. That's what I want them to be.
0: I know um, there's a a lot of ministries that are, like uh, in Australia, there's a a mission called Opportunity International and their slogan is that we um, give the poor a working chance or we uh, give people a hand up, not just a hand out. And that's a lot of the way things are going over here in this missionary work. It's... um, uh, I know Pastor Andrew is giving a loan to one of the young guys who's going to buy some rice, and they're going to, you know, dry out the rice or something, or, yes. and then he's going to get the money back in a, in a year's time, and the guy will have made five hundred dollars profit or something, and that'll be enough to support him for a long time. And uh, I know, you know, people might want to donate and go towards buying a pig or, <laughs> or, or you know, some. Um, some corn that can be uh, sowed and reaped and harvested in the field, you know. Uh, so that's a lot of where the money's going to at the moment. It's to, to preparing things for self-sufficiency, which is such a wonderful uh, attitude to have for missions too. Uh, now, the other thing I uh, I remembered Pastor Andrew telling me, one of the young guys here um, used to be in the gangs and he got uh, cut up one time and the, uh, the doctor said, oh, we're not going to, give him real stitches, we'll just give him fishing wire because he's going to
1: die anyway. Uh, tell us this this young guy's story and what he's doing now for ministry. He's a great guy in the church at the moment. We love him so much. He's real active uh, youth for the church at the moment. But he used to be in the gang group where they always fighting in between the gangs group. And he was one of them that actively uh, fighting with the other group. And so gangs doesn't like gangs, so they kind of fight each other all the time. Um, one day he he uh, fought with the other groups and he win. He overcome the group, but that group was not very happy with him, so trying to get him when he was alone by himself. so yeah while he was walking by himself, one of the gang the other gangs got a knife in his hand and ran toward him and stabbed him in his stomach and got a cut in his in his stomach. And so they were sent to hospital. He was very sick and bleeding a lot. And uh, a lot of people expect him to, to be dead. Uh, even the doctor at hospital. And so they just teach him, put drip in him and give medicine. But they don't expect him to live because it the the, the cutting so worse. They cut the stomach and also intestine inside so many places. It's so messed up. And so they just help. But not expecting him to be alive again. But Jim Bryan, that's his name. He said that he believed that that is God. Give him another chance to live for the gospel. And so, after that, he got he got healed and he was sent back home. But he still saw inside his stomach. And then he went to see the doctor again. Doctor did the ultrasound and he found that he left something <laughs> inside his stomach. So. He had to went through another operation again to get that. So it getting worse, the cutting many times. So the last time, the last operation, the doctor, oh, that's getting worse. So they don't do the right stitches. They just do like a fishing line, stitch him. And so left him in the hospital. See, when he died, he died, just let him die. But God keep healing him. He get better and better until... He get completely recovered, he can come back home and he's still in the gang. He still get drunk. But one day he came to the church because of one of his friends came to the church. That's Odom. He's in our church at the moment. And Odom and Odom had asked him to come into the church and we started sharing Jesus with him and he gave his life to Jesus. His life started to change. Well, I can
0: say, you know, I'm a pastor of a church in New Hope Brisbane and we uh, felt God put on our heart to make a donation to support Pastor Vutta, who is the uh, associate pastor. I was going to interview him, but his English isn't as good as yours. <laughs> um, but uh, I can see that the work, you know, the, the money going in to supporting the disciples of Jesus... Uh, is very fruitful and uh, I know I'm going to tell everybody back at my church keep sowing into this ministry because it's not just throwing money away it's going towards making disciples which is which is how Jesus reaches the world through disciples so uh, that's wonderful. Now I want to pick your brain about a few uh, testimonies and stories I've heard while I'm here. One that springs to mind is the story of there was a Muslim lady uh, who, uh, who died and came back to life, was ridden from the dead. Tell us that story.
1: Yeah, there was a, a Muslim woman came to AIDS ward at the hospital. She's got AIDS from her husband and her husband died a few years ago, but she is still alive. But she was very sick, so was sick and she was sent to the hospital. And so we met her at AIDS ward because we went, we go to the hospital every week. We go over there twice a week on Tuesday and on Friday afternoon. And we met her over there at AIDS ward we, um, the staff sharing Jesus with her and praying for her and we gave her the track and she had asked Jesus to come into her heart. And because of choose uh, to do this way, God blessed her. She get better, quicker than the other patients that not had asked Jesus to come to uh, their lives. So the doctor just sent her back home because she was better. While she was at home, she started working she, because she that she got stronger. She got working hard because she came from a, a poor family. But then because of working hard, make her tired and exhaust, exhausted and get sick again. And um, she was very sick and sick and get worse and worse until she died for three days. And her mom kept her body in the house for three days before they buried her. And um, finally... They decided to move her body and bury. While they was moving her body to bury, um she started open her eyes and start moving her head and her hands and uh trying to sit up and so they found that oh she she's not dead. But actually she's dead for three days. She said that she she saw Jesus, she saw some part of heaven. She didn't see hell but to see Jesus is real God not all of heaven but just some part and she know that there's heaven and there's God and she heard the name of Jesus in her revelation while she was dead for three days and so she came back to life some of the Muslim people think that she was crazy because she's, she's so skinny and so ugly from the AIDS. And she walked around and telling people about Jesus and told the people that she had died and come back to life again because of Jesus. And they said, she's crazy. Some of them that live next to her, her house know that she had come back to life. That, but they still cannot change their belief because Muslim people, they believe strongly in their God, in their religion. And it's hard to convert Muslim people only God can do it, Holy Spirit can do it. so they rejected her and uh, finally the family cannot afford to keep her at the house because they were poor so they sent her to one of the Christian organization in town called Sunrise organization and she she was kept there and they keep feeding her and praying for her. Now she sit up and she looked better than before and not very skinny she gets stronger and stronger. And she cannot stop sharing Jesus.
0: The next story that I'd like to ask you about was uh, there was a lady who gave birth and couldn't walk, and then she had a a dream of Jesus. Tell us about that one.
1: There's a lady in the village where we do the feeding project over there, and we met her. She uh, walked normally before she gave birth, but after she gave birth, she couldn't walk. And her legs, both of the legs start becoming smaller and smaller so she was very scared that she couldn't walk so we keep praying we encourage her that jesus can do it because that's not a big job for jesus to do and he also willing to do it because that is his heart he's not happy to see people get sick but only satan come to steal to destroy our health so we keep praying for her we ask her to keep thanking god also we keep praying for about two months and then um she had a dream and in her dream, she saw Jesus walk to her in the house and spat on her legs, and that's just just the pictures just like that, and nothing else. And then she woke up in the morning, her legs start moving and he start, she starts standing and grabbed the wall and start walking and then she walked now she walked and holding the baby in her her arms. You have
0: a bunch of students you're t- teaching English to. You were away last week and, and you asked me to teach the English yes. <laughs> class. <laughs> and in the middle of the English class, I asked the kids what kind of music they like and they told me. And then they said, what music do you like? And I said, oh, I like, you know, worship music and rock music and I like rap music. And and they said, do you know any rap songs? And I said, yeah, I do. I'll do a rap. So I did a, a rap by a band called DC Talk and... um they, uh, they all thought it was good fun and okay. then after I did the rap they said tell us a story about Jesus and I said okay yes. <laughs> so um, you, you want me to do the rap? Yes. Yeah. oh okay oh, if you insist all right. <laughs> so you'll have to clap you know, do a clap for me here we go Back in the days there was a man who stepped out of heaven and he walked the land. He delivered to the people an eternal choice with a heart full of love and the truth in his voice. Gave up his life so that we may live. How much more love could the Son of God give? Here is the example that we ought to be matching because love is a verb that requires some action. (laughs) So um, I'll tell you what, that was bizarre. In the middle of Cambodia doing an American rap song that I learned when I was a teenager, um... But no, seeing those kids come to Christ really um, blew me away. And the thing that surprises me, Chenna, <laughs> is that people are so open yes. to the gospel here. Yes. Well, Chenna, I'm just so inspired and it's been a wonderful couple of weeks. Uh, thank you for your hospitality. Yes. And uh, I hope You're that <laughs> I hope that many of our listeners will be inspired to uh, pray for Cambodia and the work of Heartland Church yes. here, uh, inspired to uh, give and support financially and also About whether you can come over or not. Uh, The story for me was I uh, decided I wanted to go, but I didn't have any money. And uh, I prayed, and um, with the leadership of my church, we prayed and and asked and believed God would provide the finances. And I shared it briefly at church one Sunday that I was going to go. And uh, a guy that was visiting our church came up to me after the service. And he said, uh, "How much is it?" And I said, "Oh, it's about three thousand dollars." And he got out his checkbook, wrote out a check for three thousand dollars. <laughs> Bless me! And uh, I knew it was God wanting me to come over here. Um, you just never know how God will provide. But if God wants you to do something, He's you know He's awesome. He'll provide it for you. Um, and I know you've seen many stories of God's provision. Now, before we finish up, uh, we're sitting here next to this building. It's worth. 250,000 American dollars. It's a quarter of a million dollar massive church building. Pastor Chenna, when you first met Andrew Cook several years ago and he started uh, ministering here in Cambodia, did you ever think you'd be able to achieve some of the things that have happened?
1: Oh no, this is not in my imagination. It's not what I thought before. I just thought that maybe, uh, yeah, I'm happy for working with Pastor Andrew Cook. I love him. Honestly, with his humility, and he's so gentle, he just helped the nation to grow in the Lord. And that's why I love him and I want to uh, stick with him and uh, keep working with him. But I never thought that I could have this big building, a central place where um, Jesus' disciples would be trained here. I never thought about this big building. But God provides. God always provides for his people. But sometimes we want it too quick sometimes we want it want to see it with our own eyes for quick but just be patient and I guarantee that God always provides because if he cannot provide that's not his name his name is Jehovah Jireh God that provides all the time so trust in God just believing in him God will provide uh, your finance but not everything you want but everything you need to extend God's kingdom to bless others God will provide yes
0: That brings us to the end of this week's show. You can listen to this interview again or any of our other interviews. Simply go to historymakersradio.com. Thanks for joining us. History Makers.